0: Tide fans, Stacey Blackwood here with Tide Talk Live. We have a great episode up here in just a second with On 3's Joseph Hastings. As we talk Alabama recruiting, we're going to recap last weekend's official visits, look ahead to next weekend's official visits, and talk so much more about the 2023 recruiting class for the Crimson Tide. So stay tuned and make sure you hit that like button, hit that notification bell, give this video a thumbs up, and
1: hit that subscribe button.
0: All right, we are joined now by On3's Joseph Hastings, who covers recruiting for Bama On3. Joseph, first of all, I really appreciate you joining us. I know this has been a crazy busy month for you, and it's just going to get busier, but I really appreciate you taking time to join us. And, and so how, how how things going for you?
1: Stacy? it's going good on my end, you know, just trying to pace myself. We were talking about it before the show started here, just trying to pace myself and uh, take it kind of day by day because, yes, it's, it's hectic, you know, Alabama – If they're not hosting, you know, nine official visitors on campus, they're hosting camps. You know, if they're not hosting camps, then they're getting some surprise unofficial visitors and, you know, they're sending out offers. So there's just a lot to track down. But, uh, you know, just continuing to pace myself and I keep up with it. Hopefully, uh, you know, it it results in good news on Alabama's end. You know, they definitely put themselves in some good positions with prospects who have visited. Um, It's been a big month so far and got another big weekend coming up.
0: That's right. And speaking of big, uh, news broke this afternoon. We were kind of talking on Twitter, and then all of a sudden the news of Peter Woods mm-hmm. was released. Just talk about that. He's going to be making his announcement next month. Just talk about where Alabama sits with him real quick and, and how surprised you were about his uh, announcement date.
1: Yeah, so Peter Woods is going to be committing on July 8th at 645 Central Time. He's got a top four of Alabama, Clemson, Florida, and Jackson State, which is interesting because his. Previous top four had those three schools plus Oklahoma. Jackson State offered late. He talked about the appeal of HBCUs, so decided to take Oklahoma out and put them in there. But, look, this is this is Alabama all the way it kind of has been um, for, for quite some time, it feels like. I have visited with Peter twice uh, this year. I actually got to spend a couple of hours with him earlier this year. And just being around him, being around the program, there's just a sense of Alabama has built – the relationships necessary here to land a commitment of this magnitude, um, you know, it kind of resembles the Jeremiah Alexander recruitment in, in, a, in a sense, you know, both prospects from, uh, you know, from Thompson High, uh, you know, big time defensive linemen. Clemson is one of the top schools and, you know, in their recruitment and they're committing on July 8th, you know, um, Jeremiah committed on July 8th. Uh, 2021. Peter Woods will do the same thing on July 8th, 2022. But Alabama should feel really confident here. I know there was some buzz around Clemson, but look, that's kind of what happens after official visits. You start to hear buzz regarding the school uh, a kid visited because unless a program is just unprepared which is not the case with the clemsons the georgias the alabamas of the world they're going to make a strong impression on these kids you know like th- these are elite programs with elite coaching staffs and facilities they're going to make a strong impression but i'm not too concerned about that by the time you know that july 8th commitment rolls around i expect there to be a lot of buzz regarding alabama
0: Yeah, that's obviously great great news for for Alabama fans. Uh, Peter Woods is one of the most dominant defensive linemen in this class. And speaking of Thompson High School, uh, On3 also had a prediction come in for his teammate Tony Mitchell to Texas Uh, A&M. How's that looking right now, his recruitment?
1: Yeah, so the difficult thing about predictions is that you're kind of predicting where you believe they would wind up if they committed today, and you're also trying to predict where they would wind up you know, when they sign in December or sign in February. So that's the balance you're trying to find. And if Tony Mitchell was to commit today, he's probably committing to Texas A&M. Um, so, you know, I would agree with that prediction. I believe A&M has the lead right now. Uh, and, and this has kind of been a little bit of a weird one. He's not – Tony Mitchell is not an Alabama native. He's not like Peter Woods, you know, didn't grow up a fan of Alabama. He made that very clear to me when I, when I spoke with Mitchell, um, you know, back in March. He's like, I'm not a native of Alabama. I'm not – Bound to to the state, you know, it's not guarantee I'm staying in the state. And he's kind of shown that with the schools that he's considering: Georgia, uh, or Oregon, and Texas, and then also A and M, of course, and Florida. You know, he's uh, fr- he he says he's from Lakeland, Florida, and obviously Florida's had a, a good history of recruiting in that area. So yeah, his his has been an interesting recruitment. I don't know where he winds up to be honest with you because he's changed so much. He committed. Tennessee before he was even in high school then he decommitted less than a year later and then he started to to trend toward Alabama and then you know Florida had had a little bit of a peak and then A&M now so you just never know where this recruitment is going to go and there's obviously a lot of factors involved there but yeah if he was to commit today I would say it would be A&M.
0: Yeah and it's his is going to be the most fascinating uh, really of some of the the in-state players and this in-state class is just loaded Uh, with with talent I don't ever remember a class being this loaded I've been following recruiting real closely for about 15 years now and this is as deep a class as I remember in the state of Alabama
1: yeah so I I haven't followed Alabama recruiting specifically too much I've covered uh, different programs but just looking at the talent this year I believe per the on three consensus like 12 of the top 100 players in the country are from Alabama uh, so, you know, there, there's just a lot of prospects there. And, you know, there's been some Bama fans who've been concerned about recruiting. Why is it not kind of picked up in a sense? Why are there only four commitments? But look, at the end of the day, uh, three of the top 15 players in Alabama are committed. Two are to the Crimson Tide and Julio Hurley and Yonse Pierre. And then the third one, Christopher Bazina didn't even have an offer from Alabama. So it's not like they're striking out on their guys and these these kids are committing elsewhere right now. Al- Alabama's in a good spot you know, wait for July, wait for August. That's really going to determine what this class ultimately looks like.
0: Yeah. And and now I want to kind of shift to this last weekend when Alabama – Seemingly hosted every five star prospect in the country. Uh, just there was so many high quality prospects in town. Uh, I want to talk about the offensive linemen that were in town. There were so many good ones. And, you know, Caden Proctor, uh, the, the guy from Finland. You talk about the guy from Tuscaloosa who, who just, you know, a couple miles down the road takes a visit. Uh, yeah. Francis, I'm not sure how to say his last name, was in town. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just talk about this offensive line class, especially the targets that Alabama has and who you think they might end up with in regards to the offensive line.
1: Yeah, so it's really interesting. They brought in those four guys that you mentioned there, but last week they also um, got in a guy named Raymond Polito, and he's a – He's a player that some Alabama fans may not know too much about. He got offered in March. His recruitment has kind of flown under the radar. He's from Apple Valley, California, but then transferred to St. John Bosco and has really picked up some momentum. Uh, you know, schools are starting to take notice of them. I'm hearing Alabama really likes uh, Polito. They, they they like his size, athleticism, his length. They think he's a, a, a guard uh with tackle like uh, uh with a tackle like skill set so you know they, they think highly of him and he's one to pay attention to he's kind of flown a little bit under the radar but he's one to watch out for but yeah you mentioned Caden Proctor I don't think Alabama la- lands Caden but you know he is one of their top targets it's just it's so hard going into the state of Iowa and especially you know his teammate Xavier and Wonkpa signed there in the in the 2022 class um you know, Iowa I is fairly good with developing offensive yeah. linemen. You know, Tristan Wirfs, obviously the most recent example, and, and it's close to home. So it feels like that's going to be a tough pull. But you never know. It's Alabama, and you, you just can't rule them out with anybody. Uh, I would probably favor their chances with Francis Maligoa, the five-star offensive lineman out of IMG Academy, more right now, um, you know, th- than, than their chances with Proctor. And Maligoa, look at it. Look, Alabama has signed J.C. Latham, Evan Neal, um, and Tyler Booker. They, they just – continuing to land five-star offensive lineman out of IMG Academy. They're really trying to emphasize that to Malagoa. His parents felt really comfortable with the visit. They thought the presentation was strong. The development at Alabama is really appealing to them uh, and and the production into the NFL and not worrying necessarily about short-term benefits that a school may provide, more so the long-term benefits, which is the kind of the message that Nick Saban gave to them. So I'm keeping a close eye on that one. uh, Although Tennessee appears to be trending there and, you mentioned Olaus Allanen out of Finland. Uh, this, this trip was important because he took three previous visits to, to Tuscaloosa, but this is the first one in which his family was there. And, and by all accounts, they liked it. I even saw that his mother was singing at Nick Saban's house. It was just <laughs> kind of a family atmosphere. It was a fun time. Um, they enjoyed the presentation of it. Um, and, and he's going to be one to watch out for. Just that Ohio State visit on June 24th to 26th is one we're paying close attention to. We think it could be an Alabama-Ohio State battle. And then confirm Formby. Look, he's, he's in Tuscaloosa, like you said. Um, his quote to me was that he made a long three-mile drive to, to Alabama for his visit. Uh, obviously, his grandfather played there uh, under coach uh, Bear Bryant. So, you know, there's obviously some things going in favor of Alabama and some things not going in their favor, such as the fact that Ole Miss offered in June 2021, whereas Alabama offered in January 2022. Are they going to be able to make up that kind of lost time that they had there uh, in terms of not offering him sooner? Um, Will that factor into his decision? He's supposed to commit sometime in mid-July. We'll see. Doesn't have a decision date set up just yet, but uh, he's another prospect who's going to be committing soon here. So yeah, the offensive line, it it could be either really, really good or kind of like below average. You know, I I would probably lean more so towards saying it's it's an above average class and they're able to land some of their top guys um, in this cycle.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of the guys, those those offensive linemen block for. Uh, they also had Richard Young in uh, the five star running back uh, from Florida. Just a really talented kid. He seems to be leaning Alabama. What's your what's your thoughts there on Richard Young and his recruitment?
1: Yeah, Richard Young's recruitment is a little bit un- has been a little bit unpredictable at times. You know, Ohio State was long a school that he was really considering. He had taken multiple visits to Columbus uh, last year after the the COVID uh, dead period had ended. And seemed really high on them. It seemed like it was going to be Alabama, Ohio State, and then Ohio State lands uh, Mark Fletcher and, you know, kind of seems to dip off. He cancels a previously scheduled official visit with the Buckeyes, uh, you know, and, and then some schools are kind of entering the mix, like Oregon is really surging for him. He, he scheduled a, an official visit to Notre Dame, which kind of came out of left field. But the one constant in his recruitment has been Alabama I met with Young and his coach back in April, 2021, when he was a sophomore and got to speak with him and Alabama was the school that was right up there. He's always had praise for them. That has never, um, that has never subsided his interest in the program. So when looking at his recruitment, although it's been kind of unpredictable at times, Alabama has been the constant and, you know, he enjoyed this past his visit this past weekend. And I I believe that the Crimson Tide will ultimately land them. Now, Is it the summer? I don't know. Maybe he waits until the Under Armour All-American game in January to make that decision. You know, that's a big announcement, uh, kind of ups the brand a little bit. And, um, you know, that's obviously something that's important for kids, especially in the day of NIL. But, yeah, I I believe Alabama is sitting in a really good spot with Young as well.
0: Yeah, I I do too. And uh, you mentioned NIL, and I don't want to go too far. But how much has that – we all know it's changed recruiting. But from somebody that's in the industry every day – you know, how much has it really changed the the recruiting process?
1: If you ask the parents, they say it doesn't matter that much to them at all. Uh, If you ask the kids, they say the exact same thing, but you kind of – you know that's not the case. (laughs) Of course not. Like if you were a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid and you have an opportunity to make hundreds of thousands of dollars – Why not take advantage of it now, especially in a sport like football uh, where you you can be injured from one play to the next? Um, You know, the chances of you being injured are seemingly higher compared to other sports. Uh, So take advantage of it now while you can capitalize on your brand. Uh, And and that's something that, you know, young kids are starting to do and it's starting to play a role. Alabama, I know, had carved out a, a certain uh, section of time I don't know exactly how long it was but they did have an NIL presentation just kind of outlining some of those same things that you've heard Nick Saban talk about before with the media everyone's going to have the same opportunities when they get on campus and it's kind of up to you for you uh, to determine your value based on your play and what you what you end up doing so um, you know look look Nick Saban has been controversial for some people <laughs> but on on the other hand he, he kind of is speaking the truth when it when it comes to NIL and how it would change the uh, college recruiting and you know the how it ultimately operates compared to what it to how it operated before. So, yeah, and nil is definitely playing a big role for some <laughs> for some major commitments. Maybe not so much for like an Arch Manning, but. It definitely yeah. is for other for prospects.
0: Well, well, you mentioned Arch Manning, and, of course, he was on campus this last weekend as well, along with uh, Alabama commit, uh, commit Eli Holstein. Yeah. How, how did those visits go? And, uh, you know, with with Eli committed, how does that change Arch's recruiting and, and, and just kind of that entire uh, process there with those two quarterbacks?
1: Yeah. So Archer's uh, visit wasn't necessarily something where like he came away blown away by the presentation. Cause of course he's been on campus multiple times before he's been to a game. Uh, you know, he, he went in, in, in June, 2021. He, he most recently visited in April. So this is more so about getting to know the coaches, the players getting to know them even more than he had before and getting to see the program in that kind of in-depth uh, three-day visit. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to catch up with his head coach, Nelson store, but uh, from the little that I've heard, it seems like he had a good time. The The emphasis wasn't really too much on recruiting for him. Uh, when he was talking about players, he was just more so talking about life and, you know, everything that's been going on with them and their lives. And obviously recruiting takes up a big portion of that, but he made sure to to stay away from that. Eli Holstein, he had a message for uh, the offensive linemen uh, that were on campus, the four big-time offensive linemen. He said, look, I'm prioritizing you all, and then I'm going after the skill position guys, which is, <laughs> which is really interesting. You know, that's kind of mature of him because – you know, sometimes you think that these quarterbacks want to get caught up in the flashiness of the star wide receiver, the star running back who can catch out the backfield. He's like, No, I need to, I need to be protected up front. That was kind of his message to Woken Formby, Olas Allen. Then. So that that was interesting to hear. How does this affect Arch Manning's recruitment? It's interesting because Arch isn't necessarily a typical recruit. What he values is kind of a little bit different than what uh, what 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 other prospects in the past of you know of his caliber may have valued uh, you know when I talk with his coach the first things he tells me about when he goes on these visits is he wants to see how the student life is like he wants to talk to the teachers he wants to talk to the janitors he wants to talk to everybody everybody that's around the school around the program he wants to talk to he also wants to know about strength and conditioning um, so when asked that question I I don't think it's that it's going to change his recruitment that much and Alabama's pursuit of him that much because he values more things than the football side of, um, of his college experience. But of course, you know, Eli Holstein being in the class that uh, def- definitely could change some things. What if Arch Manning decides to commit, and then Eli Holstein says, no, I won't be in the class with Arch Manning. We, we don't know, you know, at, at the end of the day, this is, uh, these are going to be their decisions, but Arch Manning probably wouldn't have taken an official visit to Alabama. If he didn't, if he still wasn't seriously considering them despite Holstein's commitment.
0: Right, right. Well, well, now that we've kind of wrapped up last weekend's visits and, and other prospects, uh, just real quick before we let you go, talk about the upcoming visits this weekend and, and kind of what we can expect uh, f- from this upcoming weekend.
1: Big news from last weekend, Cormani McLean, uh, the top cornerback in the country, he's going to be officially visiting Alabama this weekend. That's that's huge for uh, for the Crimson Tide because I had reached out to members of his camp over the past few weeks, and I just wasn't getting uh, much out of him uh, and out of his camp. And it really felt like maybe he just would decide to commit to Florida and kind of do it on on the low and not take a visit to Alabama, which would have obviously been the worst-case scenario. Now Alabama's going to get a chance to get him on campus, uh, show him and his mom once again, uh, you know, why why they're a school that's in that kind of top two, top three area for him. Uh, You know, you expect development, NFL production, stability of the program to be emphasized because looking at Florida, that's a program that has struggled. You know, they haven't been able to return to the heights of, of Urban Meyer in those two national championships in 06 and 08. They have a new head coach. They're rebuilding. Nick Saban and his staff can say, guess what? We've you know, we've won six national championships. We're the favorite to win the seventh this upcoming year or perennial contenders. We also developed defensive backs. And we're not too far away from you. You know, it's not like Alabama is, is, Cal- uh, is USC or Oregon. You know, it, it's, fa- it's fairly close. Um, so, yeah, that's a big time visit coming up. And you also got this guy named Caleb Downs, who's only the top safety in the nation. So he's going to be in town, too. Uh, he's going to be officially visiting Ohio State the weekend after Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia are the top three there. And with a decision coming in July, that's going to be a huge trip for him, too. Alabama does not feel they're out of that one. Samson Okonlola, he was a recent addition to this visitors list. Got an offer back in, in May, but he has Alabama in his top nine. He's taking an official visit there. It seems like the Crimson Tide have really made up some ground um, here, and I'm interested to hear the returns. And then Shelton Samson out of Louisiana. Alabama, LSU, and Florida State are the three schools we're hearing the most about, uh, Samson. So uh, once again, interested to, see, interested to see how this one goes. And we want to hear what his decision timeline ultimately ends up being. If it's closer to the season, it probably favors LSU the longer it drags out, maybe more so Alabama, uh, you know, as they potentially get into the championship hunt. And yeah, they've they've got a few other official visitors, one starting next uh, tomorrow and Juco wideout Malik Benson. They've also got Makari Vickers coming. His visit starts on Thursday. And they got Justice Haynes, Jelani Derman, uh, Ronan Hannafin out of, out, out of Massachusetts, and Damari Brown, four-star cornerback out of South Florida. So just another talented weekend here, four or five stars. So that means in two straight weekends, Alabama's gotten nine five stars <laughs> and like five guys who are top, at, at the top of their position uh, in, in this class. Just insane production. And, and it goes to show how much June has kind of changed. June is now the official visit month, and it's going to determine a lot of recruitments.
0: You mentioned real quick the JUCO wide receiver. I don't think enough people are talking about him. I think he is a special talent.
1: He is absolutely special. Malik Benson can play inside or outside. You know, he he he's a smooth route runner. Uh, his double moves are are incredible. He's going to be able to take the top off of defense. Uh, you know, he can just kind of do anything that you want him to do on on the football field. You can line him up inside or outside, and uh, you know, he's the kind of player that I think should be prioritized. You know, in terms of wide receiver. He would be the biggest uh, get for Alabama in this cycle just because he'll have two years of experience under his belt at Hutchinson Community College. And by the way, he broke the Hutchinson uh, CC uh, school record for receiving yards in his freshman season. This is a a very talented kid. uh, And and he's being recruited by Georgia, Oregon, Tennessee, LSU, Alabama. There's a reason why. Uh, So so he would be I, I think he would have the most impact for Alabama. Uh, if uh, you know, in terms of any 2023 receiver commit they get, you know, just t- yeah. in terms of his experience and the talent that he brings to the table,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm really high on him. I, I think he would be a fantastic get. I got, I got one last question before I let you run out of here. I know you're super busy and, and I'm going, I can't let you cheat. Besides Peter Woods, who do you think could be the next commitment for Alabama in this class?
1: Oh, that's a good <laughs> one, actually. That is a really good one. Um, Man, that's tough because Peter is the guy that, in, in my opinion, out of all their targets, is the closest lock, if if you can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's Kelby Collins. You know, he visited on Monday. He's taking some official visits now. And what's interesting about him is that he's got an official visit date to Alabama December 9th, I believe. It's like the weekend before his signing period, which is Typically, um, you know, it typically indicates like a prospect who is going to who is committed to a program already or is going to commit to a program that that last setting an official visit that close to signing period uh, is kind of indicative of that. So, you know, maybe it's Kelby Collins. Um, yeah, I, I think that that may be my choice. You know, I, might have to look, I, I might have to look through the list again. Um, Malik Benson could be one uh, as well, just because he takes his last official visit to Georgia, June 17th. He told me he wants to have that commitment. In July, so maybe it's then. I would kind of be surprised if they get in a, a commitment like right after a kid officially visits. I think you know you're going to see a lot of 4th of July commitments, a lot of commitments in that early to mid July, maybe late July, um, that time period. But yeah, Malik could be another one.
0: Hey, that's great, great information, Joseph. And, and I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Before we head out, let everybody know how they can follow you. I'm sure every album of fans are already following you and, and keeping up with you there on On Three.
1: Casey, thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joseph A. Hastings. I've actually been messaging someone about whose who's Twitter handle is Joseph Hastings. I've been trying to get that from him. I'm willing to pay a good price, but uh, it's Joseph A. Hastings for now. You can follow me there. Uh, you can follow uh, our content on bamon 3com Check out the recruiting coverage that we have. Um, I'm posting uh, five things we learned about Alabama recruiting in the second week of June uh, tonight. So you can read that uh, nice little feature piece there. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much where you can follow me. If you want to add me on Instagram, sure, it's the same thing, at Joseph A. Hastings, but I probably may not follow back. I don't use it that much.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking time, and uh, hopefully we can do this again real soon.
1: Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Stacey. Thank you.
0: All right, thank you.